I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And And this this is Grizzly Kiki. Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95, and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses, too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And... I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to warbyporkertrial.com slash kiki. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Warby Porker? That's a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them them that link one more time. Oh, sorry. To get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Um... I feel um, like light. Ooh. I know. And not because I lost weight. I feel light. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I you don't. don't you don't from. get the reference? Nope. It's from the um, the First Wives Club. When uh, when <gasps> Eduardo is oh, oh, Eduardo redoing, yeah, yes, when he's yes, yes. redoing their apartment. Oh, you just like threw my whoop mm-hmm. other direction. That's okay. Pissy got it. Yeah. Wherever Pissy's listening well, to this, she got it. But she always gets it. <laughs> Yeah. Don't that's they why have she, enough? That's why she's my friend. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh, we're going to have a fight off off the mic. That's it. You, that's stop. right. I take ownership. Thanks. D- like, don't you have enough? Wow. 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 Like. I thought we were both friends with Pissy. This wow. Is, this is, this is wow. the white privilege. That's what this is. This is like white privilege in action. Um, back to. No, I'm just kidding. Back to the uh, moral of the story. <laughs> You feel light. I feel light. So, <laughs> so yeah, I normally come on here during our, like, catch up, and I'm like, bah, bah, bah. Um, you know, I sound like the parents from Peanuts. Um, but I, so I've decided to take a step in mm. the, in, in, in kind of um, uh, another direction, um, inspired by an article that I read last week that I've just been hanging on to. Okay. Because I do this. Anytime I see... Um, an article or my favorite, which are Buzz self, uh, BuzzFeed self-care lists related to depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I email them to myself. I have a folder for them on my phone. And then I refer to them when I'm having a moment. Okay. So I was thinking about ideas for the podcast. And I remember this article that I saved um, 
that was written by Ana Borges, um, who is the author of a book that is dedicated to uh, self-care tips and coping mechanisms. Hmm. Um, and she wrote an article for Queerty, for Queerty, mm-hmm. for Queerty, I can never say that the right way, Queerty. where she takes some of the things from her book um, and specifically tailors them to uh, LGBTQ plus uh stress triggers specifically minority stress which is Hmm. i think some people also call it minority fatigue ethnic fatigue things like that and so the five things that she outlines which i won't go into too much detail about but uh number one is setting boundaries number two is getting creative um number three is make some internet friends Number four is find an LGBTQ plus affirming therapist. And number five is ditch the brave face. And I'll um, include a link for this in the show notes so you yeah. can read it at your leisure. Yeah. Um, and her book is... I didn't into... know we were going to go into this so early. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, why can I not find the name of her book? Because I am not prepared. Well, it's in the article. It is in the article. Yeah. I just, I hate... Um, Anyway, that first one, setting boundaries. That yeah, was setting boundaries. When I, are... when I first started seeing my therapist, that was the like that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was like step one of my um, process. What do you call that? I, After I, you start I, seeing I, a therapist, your mental health journey. Yeah, I mean it. It depends on you know who you see. Um, here we go. The, the name of her book is "The More or Less Definitive Guide to Self Care." Just so I said, and it's already out. And it's already, already out. out. Okay. Um, Anyway, her her article was really good. I mean, again, a lot of these things are not things that are are foreign. But for me, the one right. that really hit hit home was number four, which is to find not just an LGBTQ plus affirming therapist, but just find a therapist. And I've talked about this at length um, over the course of the podcast. But I was in therapy for about about four or five years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it to be very helpful because I was basically doing triage for all this time on major issues that were bothering me, um, traumas, the loss of my mother and things like that. And then I stopped and have been dealing with it on my own for the past four years, um, which is which has been pretty successful for the most part, you know, combination of coping mechanisms and medication. Right. Um, and basically, before I go on too long, the whole point of this is that reading this article and kind of just doing some thinking about, you know, getting I've, I've been getting increasingly more anxious and, and stressed um, by tiny everyday things that mm-hmm. I feel have been impacting my my functionality on okay. a daily basis. Um, and I'm normally not that type of person because I multitask my head off and I'm very good at juggling a number of things and don't get overwhelmed by them. But I think it's time for a tune-up. So to that end, what I'm mm-hmm. very excited about is that I have decided, much like you have, Robert, to start seeing a therapist again um, and do it via teletherapy because it, it better suits my schedule. So I had a 20-minute uh, consultation uh, with my new prospective therapist uh, before we started recording and set up my first appointment for next uh, for next Monday. So I'm very excited. Um, I will... You know, uh, let everybody know how it went in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I I I need to let go of a number of things, and more importantly, realize that like it's not about me most of the time. Like uh-huh. other people's behaviors toward me are not. Um, 
It's not personal. Yeah, like 95% of it is not about me. Yeah. And I think I'm a pretty great person. <laughs> so, like, I, I need to stop, you know, trying to fix myself and, um, you know, like, you know, in air quotes, well, I fix feel like myself to please I, other people. I feel like you edit yourself. It, yeah, I do that a lot. And I, as we were just, you know, before we started recording, is that I will sacrifice my emotions and kind of put them in a drawer. Right. Because I don't want to offend, you know, certain family members or, right. you know, and if we have I, that in common. Exactly. And the thing <laughs> is, the what I said before we started recording was, if it if it is not that if what I'm being aggravated by is not that important to let them know in response to a text then why is it that important to hang on to it? Right. So I can just let it go. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I will try my best. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, that reminded me. Okay, so my, my turn? Yeah. Yes, your turn. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I don't normally say so much during catch-up. Um, so it was my birthday last week, and um, uh, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff you were just talking about it sort of ties in to, I mean, I, I'm going to talk very briefly about essentially what happened on my birthday. Mm-hmm. That also led me to this, by right. the way. So I had two people reach out to me who, one of, one of which is sort of like someone who I'm newly ignoring. Um, and, and I'm open, I'm very, very open to reconciling with the person that I am newly ignoring. I just need a little time so that I can, um, I don't know why I'm telling people this because like they're all listening and they're gonna, they're gonna get offended on their behalf. Um, (laughs) but I am, I am collecting my thoughts right now. I'm just, I'm concerned that the person I'm, I'm talking about is listening because they might be. Um, and so I'm just collecting my thoughts right now, basically. And I want the conversation that the two of us have. Uh, when we finally do talk for the first time to be productive. So anyway, that person reached out and they actually said something. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a friend that a friendship that we've had for a while. And uh, they actually like affirmed, um, like affirmed my value in their life, which is something that has always had a giant mm-hmm. question mark next to it. And it made me feel good. And it was nice to see that on my birthday, but it was emotional work. Mm-hmm. And then the other person who reached out to me, someone who probably just needed to like, I don't know, um, sit sit quietly in a corner and enjoy her Sudoku or something. A, a I don't metiche. know. Absolutely, Metiche. And um, and that one took me to a place because it was related to some family drama. And uh, I don't um, not related to the cousin I was talking about a couple ep- episodes ago. Also, thank you to Lynn for reaching out um, via email. I would I really appreciate when you guys email. And also, thank you to Kimberly who reached out and said happy birthday to me. Oh my god, yes. I really appreciated that. And also, shout out to Shane who sent us a really interesting email. We we have seen your email. We love everything about it. We are saving it for a future very juicy episode. We're processing, and we will email you back. <laughs> But um, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, But I'm excited to talk about it. I'm Mm -hmm. really excited to break it down. Anyway, um, so um, this person reached out and sort of kind of like um, it's a, you know, it's a person in my family who is pretending like, you know, they're not connected to someone who I'm not talking to right now. And um, and it took me to a place. And I feel like I feel uh, like I handled it the best way possible. I feel like I handled it better than I would have three months ago before I started seeing my therapist. And um, and I feel like, um, but more importantly, I feel like it's really fucked up that family decides, 
And this is something, this is a, a, a repeating theme with this particular person. I feel like it's fucked up that family can ignore you for the entire year. And then on the one day when you're like, it's my day, it's my birthday, it's the day when I feel special, like the entire day, I get to feel special the entire day and get like messages of love and appreciation. You choose that one day to remind me that like I had a shitty childhood or like you know like certain like different elements that make up who i am you choose to remind me of the negative elements and i don't like that i hate that and so i don't even know why i'm bringing this up but it was like it was a part of my birthday it pissed me off and i feel like i did the best i could to not lose my lose my temper or um lose my manners Mm. with this person and i did a really good job i think yeah i was very reserved um but also, like, fuck you to the person, because I'm sure you're probably listening. Um, and, uh, like, fuck you for making me do emotional. Like, I said this to you in the text, but, like, fuck you for making me do this emotional work on my fucking birthday. That shit is rude. Capital R, rude. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. It's, it's the pretending to not know what's what. That is the... Pretending to be innocent in yeah. a situation mm-hmm. where you're absolutely not. Yeah. But it's less about them being innocent. It's more about them pretending like, oh, well, this has nothing to do with me. Why mm-hmm. are you t-? like, no, don't do that. Anyway, um, so recon- not reconciliation. That's not the right word. Clarification on whatever that was, in case you are listening, is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it right now, mm-hmm. literally right now. I have a speech prepared, and I am going to call all of the tabloids in the neighborhood. No, I'm I'm working on. She's I'm going working to release on, a press release. I'm going <laughs> to release a press release. Well, you know, one of the one of the ones with like twelve mics mm-hmm. in front of your face. We have a press release coming me. later in the episode. That's going to be me. Um, yeah. So um, I'm working on that, and also fuck you to this couple that's has started working out in the gym in, in our building. They stink. They stink. They show up at the beginning of their workout and they smell foul. And 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 I have to breathe through my mouth next to one half of the couple so that I don't inhale. And then I start to taste it. I hate it. I hate it. But anyway, they will not stand in my way. They won't do it because I I have a fitness goal. I'm working on it. And you will not, you will not get me. No, you won't. Um. <laughs> that just made me physically ill. It was, it's bad. Just the, <clears throat> it's bad. I have to, uh, you know, I originally, so on cardio days, I originally started watching stuff and I will like rewatch old episodes of The Office or whatever at this point because I don't have a show. Mm-hmm. Like I'm basically between shows that I'll watch at the gym because like we watch everything together. So if I watch something at the gym, it's like a betrayal. Which, you're holding up Good Omens for me. Well, no, I'm not. Not anymore. Oh. Good Omens is way too involved for me oh, to be God. watching it on the treadmill. Good. So we can watch it together. So, yeah. Um, but I have to watch something mm-hmm. to distract myself because it's that bad. It's I've considered wearing like a bandana to the gym. So if anybody has like anybody has a suggestion, I noticed that the so you got me this really great cologne for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, just like I guess I, either I put too much on or something, but it was like it was like seeping out of my pores today while I was on the treadmill. Cheap cologne smells stronger. And I was like, you're, I was like, thank you for your help. Thank mm. you for your service, cologne. Like, yeah. just helping me out. But I will not, I will not let them stand in my way. Um, yeah. There has to be a middle ground. There really, there really has to be a middle ground. I, mm. 
There has to See, be. No, I'm not going to go into it because we're running long. But the, these are these are the reasons why I shower so much. Like I never intend on actually smelling like a person and i know it sounds stupid and it sounds totally odd especially when one is working out because that's an exception right but like well but you they should, smell you, exactly they smell like this at the beginning yeah because i've been you, there you should not start out smelling so putrid yeah. that it is affecting you know everybody else and they farted today on top. Yeah, One of them farted today. And I was like, how dare you? How mm-hmm. dare you add insult to injury? You should have a milkshake before your next workout. Ooh, like go I off keto, want... have a milkshake and a block of cheese. You have no idea how how much I can I can usually fart on command and literally clear a room. But for yeah, some I don't know reason, why I'm still around. Yeah, you should be dead by now. Uh but <laughs> for some reason, when I'm at the gym with these stinky ass people and in my head I'm thinking like muster up a fart muster up a fart you have to do this it's for your benefit it's to help it's to help yourself I can't do it I just can't not even when I'm stretching do you understand that the last time this ha- the last time they were there when I was working out I was like you're stretching this should be easy just like bend over and then fart it should be easy no nothing absolutely nothing well that took a turn it sure did it did you're welcome um so we're going to go to break. Yes. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Madonna <gasps> and really? somebody else. Madonna. But mainly Madonna. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi. It's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. And we're back. And like I said before, we're here to talk about Madonna and the queen of pop. Because she's literally referring to herself as the queen now. Um, is, so no one's taking the crown? Listen, I, anyway. We're, right in, right in. We're, Let us we're know. Not has, being someone, has someone taken Madonna's crown? Question mark to you, Somebody's taken her marbles. That's for All sure. All right. I don't know about that. Um, okay. Anyway. So basically, Madonna. Madonna's pulling shenanigans like as if it weren't bad enough that she is she turns off the ac when she performs and is she still playing those games oh yes ma'am yes she is you're gonna take my phone and my air and and now she's taking people's phones as we talked about i i think we addressed this on the podcast i don't think we talked about it but she's in the middle of her madame x tour and she's being sued and booed at this point (laughs) so last thursday when she was performing at the coliseum as uh, at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, not only did they push back the original start time of her concert from 8.30 to 10.30 p.m., but... Like officially. Like officially. Like Ticketmaster announced this. Live Nation, or ticket whoever sells the tickets. Probably um, Live Nation. Announced it. So, you know, these, these people showed up at, you know, on time for the 10.30 show, and she did not go on until midnight with the show not ending until 2:45 in the morning. Now, fine. Starting a show at midnight whatever. It's Las Vegas, I'm sure, you know, right all that aside. But like, girl, you 
like you may be the queen as she posted on Twitter later because she was like, well, you know, it's not late because the queen shows up when she shows up was basically what she said. And it's like, but but you waited, you made people wait an hour and a half to go on. No opener. Two hours. Two hours, actually. Yes, you're right. No opener. No cell phone. No cell phone. It was like super hot in the, say the auditorium, in the Coliseum. And apparently the show sucked. So that's so my on, favorite so part on, of the whole on, thing. On top of that, <laughs> when she when she when she came out on stage, people were booing her to the point where, like, you know, it was very audible during during the whole performance. And they were demand they were like booing her and demanding a refund vocally, mm-hmm. verbally. Sorry, they were chanting refund, chanting refund. Yeah, and and were walking out. You know, once they were allowed to walk out, and apparently. Over 500 people left that concert with a refund, mm-hmm. it, you know, in hand or whatever. Um, but I just like it just it really irritates me because the thing is that like, why are you doing it, it, it's almost like she is she is pushing people on purpose. And like, why would you do that to people who have paid quite a bit of money to come see you? I honestly don't know. Okay, so if we can back up real quick. So this concert is the first one in, I want to say, what, probably like 30 plus years that Madonna has done in uh, like in a theater setting, essentially. Yeah, smaller. She's doing smaller venues. In, in terms of like the world, this is the world mm-hmm. tour for her most recent album. And she has not done a world tour for an album since I want to say uh, her uh, since uh, like a virgin was the last tour where she played like theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I find it odd that she is choosing now to have a more intimate venue when like Madonna can pack an arena easy, mm-hmm. you know, just with her catalog. Yeah. She can well, she and- can do that very easily. I don't understand what the whole no phone thing is about because it's not like your uh it's not like you're creating some like inhibition free zone with your concert um so i'm just i'm curious as to what all of these pieces combined and and then to add to that i have not missed a madonna concert until this one Mm -hmm. because it was cost prohibitive oh absolutely well madonna fan speaking of cost prohibitive so she's also being sued by at least three three people at this point so one one of the people that are suing is a man from florida named nate hollander who purchased three tickets that are worth over a thousand over a thousand dollars combined i believe and he purchased tickets for her december show in miami beach which after he purchased the tickets he was informed that the start time would be 10 30 right and so he's suing for breach of contract. Oh, and that was the other thing I wanted to say. As a Madonna fan and someone who, like I said, has not missed mm-hmm. a Madonna show until this one, I know to get there late. Because mm-hmm. I know that if Madonna says, if the, if it's like concert at 8, you know to get there before 9.30. Mm-hmm. Because that's usually when she's going to go on stage. And it's mm-hmm. usually actually like 9.45, 10 o'clock. Yeah, which is what happened when we but went to I, see Rebel Heart. Exactly. And, you know, so like an hour, fine. But this is, when it becomes symptomatic, like this is a problem. Because... Well, no, I think the problem is that they're changing the start time. Well, they're they changing... Are exactly. They're officially changing they're the start officially time. changing the start time. And they're doing it kind of... Um, on like a like a rolling basis, you know, so like the tickets are not being sold with a start time of ten thirty. Exactly. So then exactly. So so this guy who bought these tickets for the Miami show, when he bought them, it was for eight thirty. And so he's like, Well, 
but I bought these thousand, you know, thousand dollars total tickets to go see a concert that starts at eight thirty. Yes, it might start at ten, mm-hmm. but still eight thirty, not midnight, not. 1230. Well, but that's the thing is that you know, when you're buying tickets to a Madonna concert, you understand if it says it starts at eight, you know that it's actually going to start at like 930. Exactly. Which, you know, if you make peace with that, you've made peace right. with that. But like to again, to buy the tickets for a certain start time, knowing that, you know, you have like an hour or whatever, and then it's pushed back even further when and and like they apparently they they didn't because she started this early in the tour where start dates were uh, start times were being pushed back not officially. officially no 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 but recently they've been being pushed back officially but I read that they're still they were still selling tickets at like the eight thirty time for future dates oh so exactly so they are waiting till all the tickets have been purchased for let's say Whatever. the Miami Beach show yeah and then being like oh now the start t- so they know. Like, they know that they're going to be pushing back these start times. So this is the whole basis of this lawsuit that he brought right. against Live Nation and or Madonna. I don't know exactly who the party is. But, I mean, you could turn around and sell those tickets for, like, three times what you paid for them. Well, so. but that's just it. He tried selling them. Uh-huh. Ooh, nobody wanted to buy that's them? That's just it. So Ooh, when bitch. when he what? couldn't get a refund from Live Nation, he said, okay, well, you know, StubHub, right? And we know because we we sold our Lizzo tickets. We sure for, did for April from a for a standing room for venue three times three what we paid times for them. Their price, so we basically got to see Lizzo free. We sure did. Okay, at at Radio City, we sure did. Um, on that note, just buy tickets and pay to see her because she's amazing. Oh, but absolutely. Um, th- anyway, where was I going with that? So. He could not resell them because nobody wants them because of what's going on right now. And here's the other thing that's not in 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 in, in relation to this particular uh, lawsuit. But here's another problem: a lot of the places where Madonna's playing, well, Madonna's an all ages show, right? So like, really, you can go with your parents. I'm not, you know, like basically, like you can buy a ticket and go with your parents to see Madonna. Okay. If you're 18, 19, or 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 under 18, sorry. Okay. But some cities have curfews for kids. Uh-huh. Some cities have like a 1 a.m. curfew for teenagers going out unaccompanied, like like minors being out unaccompanied by their parents or an adult. And so, Miami's one of those cities. No, 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 no. I'm that's why I'm just kind of like Because this is a very the in terms of this show, this is like a very limited like she's only playing mm-hmm. you know, she was like New York, Miami, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. Like it, it's not going yeah, to like I don't know there's Kansas like City or whatever. one or two. I forget exactly, but I just remembered it is that you know, like they're basically making the case that like this is incorrect on a lot of levels because yeah. there are parents who might just buy their kids tickets. And, you know, 16, 17, it's like, go. What is this face? I'm skeptical about parents buying their I children am, tickets Robert, to see Madonna. Robert, I'm sorry. I am making a point. Yes, please continue. Do not step on it. I just made a face. I'm sorry. I know. Please. Um, what I'm saying <laughs> is that if you look at the implications of this, it's not just isolated to this one person. That's what I'm saying is that I agree. she is performing in cities where as a minor under 18, you are not allowed to be out on the street unaccompanied by an adult after a certain time. Okay. And her concert is pushing these limits. Absolutely. It's pushing these limits for, you know, people who have to go to work the next day for all like the and, and right. she doesn't give a shit, obviously, because the day after this the the las vegas incident she got on stage and before she even started she said here's something you all need to understand and that is the queen is never late and it's like you're being an asshole yeah 
like you're being an asshole and frankly everybody who's like standing up for her because there are fans who are like oh it's fine i'll wait however you're dumb well but if you're a big madonna fan and you want to sit you know you want to sit uncomfortably warm in an auditorium Mm -hmm. for several hours there was one show in brooklyn where the people had to wait four hours without their cell phones before Mm -hmm. she came on stage yeah that's it's criminal just, to me. It's unprofessional. But if it you, so but if that's what you want to do, if as a Madonna fan, and listen, I was that kind of Madonna fan once upon a time. I went to see a screening of "I'm Going to Tell You a Secret," and I was sitting amongst the fans that got up and did the choreography along with her whenever there was concert uh, footage. I was them. I held up a copy of "Like a Virgin" on vinyl and screamed as VH1 like panned to the front of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was that fan. So I understand these people that are coming out and supporting her um and supporting her even though all of this stuff is happening um the thing i don't get is like why are you choosing to make shit uncomfortable for your fans she just doesn't care anymore she's testing it she's pushing it she's pushing the boundaries but this also smells like she might be under contract because i know that when um when she signed the the deal with live nation for the the albums that she's been releasing in the past i don't know 10 years Mm mm-hmm um, it was a, it was like the most lucrative deal that an artist had ever gotten in the history of music or whatever the fuck it was. She, it was like a $300 million deal once upon a time with Live Nation. And so that's what this reeks of that she's like under contract and she's like, I'll do whatever you want, but like, you're going to get me whenever I feel like showing up, you know, it doesn't work for other, it didn't work for Lauren Hill. So what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and honestly, I think I I think that the reason there are no phones allowed is because she knows this show's just not good. Oh, I straight up I mean, heard from the the Brooklyn shows. I heard that the show was like, um, it was like a high school production of a Broadway play, basically with like sets breaking and all kinds of weird stuff and, happening on and, stage. Yeah. And we've all fallen into those. Um, Thanks to Brian Safi, those uh, K holes of looking at um, you know legally blonde snafus oh from high school God. productions. Those Seriously, are so much fun. If you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube and look up Courtney. Take your break. It is so good. It is so good. Like you have to do it. Don't even don't even ask for more information. Just go to YouTube and type in Courtney. Take your break. Don't put Madonna stuff away yet. I'm not done with her. Oh, I'm done with her. You can keep on going. Um, there was something else I was going to mention. So, um, oh, she doesn't care about stuff like curfews, and no. she's made that abundantly clear because when she travels outside, when like she tours outside the U- the U.S. specifically in Europe, there are because they're uh, open air um, mm-hmm. stadiums. Yeah. They have two, they have um, uh, like quiet hours or whatever mm-hmm. or something like that. And then they also have, um, they have fines. Um, they have fines based on like noise pollution. If you're playing mm-hmm. a concert past a certain time. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they have fines for traffic. Yeah. And for going overtime. Well, as well, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Is that like if you go past 11, there are fines for traffic and there are fines for noise pollution. And she has, I guess, made people pay those fines because there have been reports from previous tours of her going on way past when she was supposed to and just staying on stage past midnight mm-hmm. and people don't care mm-hmm. because i think at the end of the day you like madonna has a has a very uh, supportive in air quotes fan base i think and they're gonna stay there until three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. if they have to i just i think that she's really really pushing it and she needs to I don't know. Yeah, like, like I, we need to, we, everybody needs to calm down at this point. And by everybody, I mean, she needs to calm down like, and like 
go back to doing the mm-hmm. shows that she used to do where yeah. it was like fun mm-hmm. to go see her. We, well, not that we bought tickets, this, but but the people, right, who buy tickets to her apparently crappy shows, girl, they're the ones paying your bills. Like at the end of the day, yeah. your fans are paying for you. Like if you didn't have people showing up for you and paying to see you, buying your albums, your merchandise, X, Y, and Z, you would have nothing. Your fans are the yeah. ones who got you to where you are because they believed in you and supported you. And not that Madonna cares, obviously. Yeah. But it's just super unprofessional. Yeah. It's super unprofessional. I, I also, I mean, I wanted to believe that the incident in Las Vegas was specific to Las Vegas because she hates Las Vegas specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, in the I'm Going to Tell You a Secret documentary, you see her doing the prayer before the show when they're in Las Vegas. And she's like, oh, the front row is probably going to be full of businessmen who are going to be like, you know, arms crossed, not dancing. You know, like she she has a, a certain image of the Las Vegas audience in her mm-hmm. mind already. And I feel like that sort of colors how she treats that city but it sounds like she's doing it everywhere which is Mm -hmm. terrible so i don't know figure it out fix it like Mm -hmm. i don't know but also at the same time we didn't go to this show and we clearly won't be because it's already come and gone yeah good yeah um i'm happy to have i saved so much money not going to see madonna (laughs) i could see lizzo five times whatever i don't know what else you got so the other person who's, you know, again, shenanigans is Tamar Braxton, Uh-oh. who's a person who I don't think about actively. No, no. I was going to go somewhere with that. Boom.com. In, in, instead of being cheeky, I'm just going to say it. So this is this I, you know, in preparing for the episode, this came up today. And mm-hmm. normally when I see her name, I breeze by. But mm-hmm. I was like, Tamar, homophobic. What? Mm-hmm. Like it never really that never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Probably as less as she does. But so today, um, she posted on Instagram and it's now disappeared, you know, very conveniently gone. Um, But she put up a post that said, the truth is, lady, these dudes out here really do be gay. It ain't enough money, beauty, hair, babies in the world to keep them. They want dick, period. It's nothing wrong with you, but they will find every reason in the world to make you not good enough. If he lays with you for three, four, ten days and he don't touch you, it's not you. He want a man, and that's on my mama. And then the caption was, public service announcement, it's time someone says something. It's like, I I hate this so much. Same. Because it's like, and this is not coming from a misogynistic place. But it is like maybe he's just not that into you. Well, girl. I th- I think this is a symptom of of um internal internalized, internalized misogyny. Hom- what is what Tamar's saying? I think that uh, homophobia it comes from misogyny. Yes, that is true. Um, I'm just saying what I what me calling her out. I like oh. I on uh, yeah. I just feel like so she's having problems with her boyfriend apparently. Okay, so that's what people are pointing this toward. But it's like. For some reason, the gay community, and I say like the gay community, very like for a very specific reason, because I feel like Tony Braxton has been Tamar, wrong sister. See, because that's the one I think about. Anyway, um, is that Tamar has headlined so many pride events like she is one of the go-to people for a pride event and it's like girl like you really don't care about that paycheck thanks a lot roxy andrews you know (laughs) (laughs) that was the first time i heard about tamar braxton i didn't know who the hell she was 
She's actually really talented. It's unfortunate. No, she is. She's, she's a really she's talented. a very good singer. But honestly, when 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 Roxy said her name, I thought she was doing a Tony Braxton impression, and I was very confused because um, that's not the Tony I know. Um, it sucks because she will continue to perform at Prides because mm-hmm. people are going to forget about this around the time that Pride rolls around again. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just don't understand. What More than anything, I don't understand why the gay community always has to suffer when there is a celebrity who is like, oh, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, I feel like we just went through this with Tank going on Angela Yee's podcast and talking about how, you know, sucking dick once or twice doesn't make you gay. Why can't you just listen to the words that are coming out of someone's mm-hmm. mouth and leave that alone? Well, but then 50 Cent quoting what he said exactly. and basically turning yeah. it into a like a really negative thing. I mean, 50 you know? cent needs to just come out already. Like I've, I, I've had enough of that. I just think en- it's like, enough. And, and you know, the, the comments, like what she said is what she said and it's gone. And, or, you know, rather she deleted it. Right. But not before people screen, screen grabbed it, grabbed it, whatever. But of course the thing, what, what bothers me about this is that you, she is falling back on a like tired ass, reason for why somebody doesn't want to sleep with you yeah you know it's like and and again it's the same thing when men are hitting on a woman and they don't they're like no oh you're you're just a lesbian you're this you're that and it's like again maybe they're just not that into you like maybe you've been fighting with your boyfriend tamar and he does not want to touch you like when we fight we don't have sex yeah like hello hi like it's just not like if i'm gonna fight with you that's just being human right? and there. i get hor- you yeah. know you figure it out yeah. i do not want to touch you you don't want to touch me and i'm sure that like tamar's boyfriend or or fiance you know um is not is not interested in that with her if they're fighting or you know rumored to be broken up it, it it's just really um it's cheap yeah it's very cheap and and again some of the comments which i which i really um I mean, one of them said, you know, Tony Braxton, uh, uh, Tamar Braxton <laughs> is the example of a, and I don't like that term, so I'm not going to say it, but um, I was just say of, of, of a person who benefits off of gay culture, but secretly despises the community, which I think is a very astute kind of thing. Well, I think that the terminology used in that tweet was used on purpose. I, okay. They said fag hag. I don't, I don't really like that term, right. but um, Fair. so they said that. Um, but then, I but I think that they were like I said they were using it to to like to further a point mm-hmm. because I think that the um, the assumption when you think of a fag hag it is it is essentially it is reserved for a person who is trying to win the uh, the romantic affection of a gay person unsuccessfully mm-hmm. over and over and over again I think yeah. that's what and it, it's related to her comments yeah exactly I know I just. I know you don't like to use it, but I'm just, I'm explaining why Um, that was important to that tweet. Another thing somebody said was, um, excuse me, sorry. Um, Without mimicking gay men, she wouldn't have a personality. And without gay men, she wouldn't have a damn career. Well. Well, and that was, I brought that up because I'm like, but gay men appropriate black female culture on the daily. Right. So again, see, this is, and the reason I brought that up is because it's like, let's not, react to a an ignorant kind of stereotypical comment with another ignorant stereotypical yeah. comment right but I, I i do believe you know the one that hit home for me the most is that like she's benefiting off of gay culture but like might 
or probably does despise it, you know, like it, it's just, yeah. and, and these are things that you can't help but be, but, um, uh, um, you know, the conclusion that you draw, because why make a comment like that? Also, girl, don't you have friends? More importantly like, than friends, this doesn't, doesn't need to she, be in public. Talk to somebody. Doesn't about she have this. a team? Doesn't she have a team that that should take a look at her tweets and her Instagram posts before they get put up? I mean, listen, she's not Adele. I was gonna say she's not. Be I mean, Beyonce has all of her photos retouched before they go up mm -hmm. on Instagram, which work. I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Adele, they took. A, they were like, no, you're not posting on social media anymore because you, you know, you go out and have drinks. Yeah, and and she wasn't even posting anything offensive. This is offensive. Yeah, I just I don't understand why you would allow yourself to I mean I I guess I I guess in this world, I mean, I'm I am not at all saying that like there's a problem with PC culture. I'm not doing that at all, but I feel like there are people who feel that they should maintain a little bit of control over the person that they are on social media so that they can be authentic and I think that might be the situation we're having here with Tamar. I just don't understand why you wouldn't turn to a friend and say, "Hey, I'm about to post this on Instagram." Mm -hmm. What do you think? You know, yeah. um, I would do that. I'm not nearly as famous as Tamar Braxton, and I do that. Maybe you can be regularly. That, that person for her in the future. I don't want to be that Reach person out. for all her. Branch I'm up. all set. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, shame on you. I wasn't man enough for her. Whoops, that's Tony. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Um. Last but not least. Uh, before we go to break, I just want to um, I just want to send a heartfelt I love you. You're my hero to Jordan Steffi. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Jordan Steffi is a gay teen who was basically bullied. Uh, he was bullied by the same kid since the seventh grade. I'm not 100 percent sure what grade he is in now. Um but um he's a junior in high school. Oh, he's a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. Shit, so it's been going on, on for a while. Yep. Um wow, so he waited like 5 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean good oh, wow okay so he's even more my hero so jordan steffi is a junior in high school he has been he has been bullied by the same person for seven years seven years look at me since the seventh grade and uh and it resulted in um in a physical fight which mm -hmm. was captured and then shared on social media and uh, you're my hero as someone who felt far too uh afraid and uh just like i felt unsafe standing up to my bullies even verbal verbally you are completely my hero um and so i just wanted to give you a shout out and i hope that homeschooling is going extra well and that you will have a bright future mm -hmm. and never stop uh sticking up for yourself because yeah. a lot of us don't do that and that's why we end up in therapy um, not that therapy is just for broken people. I'm just saying that is a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing because obviously you are doing things right. Um, his mom saw through, like, mm -hmm. his mom didn't like the way that the school handled this, and so she took him out and she's homeschooling him now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's great that you have support at home. And, um, and fuck this bully, man. He's going to, you know, he's going to, anyway, he's going to have a, a dark future. Especially if the internet now sees his face mm -hmm. right before you slapped it. Um, they're, I mean, he they're was, never going to let know, him forget it. The, the the bully was posting like photos of him with like vomiting emojis over right. his face. So it's like, 
Why would you do that? Yeah. It's so unnecessary. I'm just, I, I know that I've said before that I don't condone violence and I feel like that's what everybody else is saying, but like, fuck that shit. I want to re-enroll. I want to re-enroll so I can back you up. (laughs) It's fine. Having, having beat up a bully once when I was a wee child in elementary school. Yeah. I, I regret it to this day because it was not, it was not fun you know like it, it's it, never fun fun and in kind of like afterwards i felt really shitty about it but it staved off bullying from that person for the rest of the school year i still had other bullies but yeah you know um it it unfortunately sometimes hitting back or hitting right mm-hmm. because you know like he was reacting to years of aggression and belittlement sometimes that is Unfortunately, the only way to establish his dominance of the situation and set a boundary. Well, the bullying is over for him now from this person. Yeah. So Um, for those of you who are like, I don't condone violence because I've I've seen so many people repost this story. I'm like, I don't normally condone violence, mm -hmm. but like um this violence got results this boy was being hate crimed every day for yeah. five years school did nothing lucky he didn't do worse yeah that's all i'm saying because yeah. this kid did not end up unconscious right like there was another video recently. oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah. you know i think jordan was quite reserved given the you know the length of time that this had been going on. Well, I just want you to know you're my hero. And um, if you ever need backup for a, a fight, you can call me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. Don't fight. Gosh, guys, don't fight. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about some keto stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And before we get into our one minute drag race review we have been watching another show that i have i've really been wanting to recap i love this show we've been watching the masked singer and this is now the second season that we've watched yeah mm-hmm. okay um the show's only been around for two seasons whatever um well, but here I, I have been wanting oh yeah because it's new it's to a, this country it's a korean it it started out in korea was a sensation now there's the u.s version and i think they just wrapped season one or two of australia mm. which lindsay lohan was on and got fired but Oops. anyway that's another story um so i have been wanting to start a whole separate podcast where we talk about the masked singer but we don't have time for that no no um <laughs> so we were talking about it while we were watching the last episode and we we're like oh my god we should start a segment for the masked singer so we figured before we 
possibly make you all suffer through that, we would put it out to the listeners and see if there is support for a segment on The Masked Singer. Um, Because I feel like I have gotten really good at figuring out who is uh, who is inside the costume Mm -hmm. better than some of these judges, because I don't I don't know what game they're playing. There is one I have I have a hundred percent certainty on um, I'm not going to say who, but on the is it the the cheetah, the leopard, the leopard. I think it's the leopard. I know exactly who is in that leopard costume, Ru- and RuPaul. these it's RuPaul, it's Billy Porter. No, it's not. The judges keep saying like weird people. It's Eartha Kitt, and I'm convinced. I mean, it could be Eartha Kitt. I think they said that on one episode. No, uh, and I'm like Anthony Anderson was a guest on the last episode, and he was like, "Why does she sound like, or why does he sound mm-hmm. like Eartha Kitt in Boomerang?" And I'm like, "Work, true." Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know exactly who is in that costume, and these judges have not gotten it yet. And yeah, the I'm same kind of surprise. The same goes for the fox, I think. Yeah, they haven't gotten anywhere, anywhere near. Nowhere the near. Foxes. They have not touched who the fox is. So Ooh, when the flower wins, I'm going to be so excited. And the flower is so obvious. Like so. Anyway, we just we want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but obviously there will be spoilers. So. You know, yeah. think about it. Let us know your thoughts. Um, we might just do it anyway. It's so. such a fun show. It's so good. I mean, the judges aside, I, I think Jenny McCarthy is there to to be like, because I feel like the other judges will say who they, th- I think, well, Jenny McCarthy and Nicole, Sch- Nicole Scher- 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 Scherzinger. Scherzinger, I think are there to like say the wrong things on purpose. Oh, like I really do because I didn't think you were going to say that because they're the ones that like Nicole's a little more on on the nose sometimes than 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 Jenny McCarthy is, but but they they it, it's the way they say I don't know I'm it's a conspiracy theory I think because Robin Thicke is all Robin Thicke right that's his name yeah um is is often like I think the one who understands like who's the most accurate well you'd think okay so robin Thicke, i think at robin thick and nicole scherzinger are the two they're the two musicians on the mm-hmm. judges panel and so you'd think that they would be able to i mean more robin thick than nicole scherzinger because i don't think that nicole has a lot of experience like listening to these older musicians because mm-hmm. robin thick tends to get them right when they're uh like um like when gladys knight was on last oh, season yeah, absolutely. he knew exactly who who from was in that costume from the beginning mm-hmm. um and it was obvious it was like painfully obvious but i would say the same thing about uh the monster who i knew was t-pain the whole time um but I, because you never hear t-pain's voice without autotune you can't really pick up on mm-hmm. that but i was hearing like the um the cadence and all that stuff anyway mm-hmm. um also read the clues um, I feel like some of the clues are a little confusing on purpose. But anyway, um, I just I think um, I think that we would have a really good time talking about the mass Singer. We do when we're not podcasting, but I just I would really love for us to have a new segment about the Masked Singer. But we would love to know what you all think about that. So let us know. Uh, send us an email. Leave a comment. Uh, tweet us. You know. You know what to do. Send us your uh, your feedback. All right. It's time for our one minute Drag Race UK review. Speaking are of you a show we enjoy? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Go. Um. So season one, episode six. It is, you know, the Divina Hold on a second. Show. Hold Whoa. on a second. Do not recap the episode. I wasn't. Okay. I'm just making sure because you have a tendency I to know. recap the episode. I was going to talk about what you like. I stopped the timer just so you know. Okay. <laughs> talk about what you liked. Ready? Go. 
it's the Div- the see now it's there the Divina DeCampo show. It is the Divina DeCampo show. She's amazing. I only have eyes for her, and she doesn't only just wear a silver dress and a red wig. Same. That's it. Same, same, same. I am so excited. I have been waiting for Cheryl, or formerly known as Cheryl Cole, to be a judge on the show because I love the song Call My Name. I'm a little disappointed that they did a remix, but whatever. It's fine. I love this song, and I'm so happy that they used it as a lip sync. Mm -hmm. Also, Blue Hydrangea did not understand the assignment. Poor thing. Like no. this video. She looked good, but not not what? Oh, oh yeah. The video. Yeah, that video was not she great. She looked more frazzled after the wig reveal. Yeah. Um, the I mean, Vivian Stellar outfit on the runway. Oh my god, Stellar. That's what I feel like when I'm depressed. Yes. Like no joke. She is depression. Yeah. She's a rain cloud. That was stunning. Yes. Um, and baga, just baga, baga, baga. I love baga chips. And you know what? Her ad was funny. It made no sense, but it was funny. <laughs> and that's just it. She's what did they call her though? Sorry, I know what did um, they call in, her in, in her runway outfit? They called her. Um, oh, like if they saw that outfit in a store window, they would know that that's a bag of chips outfit. Yeah, but I they just, they made a connection between uh, her and Liza. Liza as a registered nurse or something like. Yeah, they a, were like from you know Liza Minnelli like as a nurse, and it was just, just bag of makes me so happy. I love bag of chips been been a fan for a very long time mm-hmm. so um so let's get into the keto corner what do we have this week so we're releasing a new video on our youtube channel which will be up by the time you're listening to this it's for my breakfast bake which is something that i um one one year for christmas i wanted to make something because like my feeling is for the holidays you focus so much on all of the meals that happen on the later half of the day that you completely skip out on breakfast most people don't even eat breakfast on the holidays and so i wanted to do something fun for breakfast and i was also inspired by my favorite christmas movie which is the family stone um so i wanted to make something similar to what sarah jessica parker's character makes in the movie and i found this recipe for a breakfast casserole that uh that has like sausage and vegetables in it and so i ketofied it and that's what i have for breakfast every morning at work yeah. and um it's just really easy you didn't just ketofied it keto fight like you changed it so much that it has become your own recipe yeah at this point i guess that means i'm gonna have to type up the recipe and put oh. it in the description but it's fine it's i'll fine. do it it's fine it's fine um but it is based on a recipe i found on all recipes so i'll link to that recipe but also give you my recipe um it's really good it's super decadent lots and mm-hmm. lots of cheese so if you're lactose intolerant skip it <laughs> Um, but it is really, really good. Um, and then also just a quick teaser. Um, I have been working on a mac and cheese on a keto mac and cheese recipe. (gasps) I've finally perfected it. We've filmed the video. Uh, so all that's left to do is edit it and put it up. And I promise you it will be up before Thanksgiving. So that way, if you're doing keto Mm -hmm. and you want to enjoy mac and cheese and we tested it, can. Oh, and we tested it on actual like living non ketoers. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm super excited. I'm even more because we're saving we're saving a portion of it for David. Yeah, because I really I wanted him to try it. So um, yeah, so we're gonna bring him a portion of it. I'm excited to know what he thinks. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me siento muy excited. 
This week on I'm So Excited, I wanted to talk about Doja Cat real quick. <laughs> um, so uh, I was sort of staying away from Doja Cat because she had some controversy once upon a time. Uh, where she said some homophobic shit when she was in high school, but she has since apologized profusely. So I feel like it's okay to enjoy her music. And um, she just released her second album, uh, which is called Hot Pink. And I'm still working my way through the album, but the one song that lives in my mind all the time is Cybersex. It brings me back to high school. It like every song I listened to in high school sounded exactly like Cybersex. Mm -hmm. So I'm just I'm really loving it. Um I I just think she's so talented. I I think that she is incredibly talented and I'm loving her right now. She's also visually arresting. Absolutely. Like that is the only and I'm not talking about like her looks or her shape, because they are stunning. Yeah. You know, and, and she uses them. I was going to say too much a plum. I think that's the right <laughs> word. I've never gotten to use that before. Um, but yeah, I just like like the video because for me, it if I'm not a hundred percent there for the sound, mm -hmm. right? It'll take a visual and like the video for Juicy, which I know has been out for a little while now, but we watch it with a certain amount of frequency, and like I get the message of it and I and I like it, but it's something like the, the her visuals are so campy, yeah, and so uh, bright and intense and they either make you giggle which is what juicy you know makes me do or mm -hmm. like in the term of rules i'm just like damn like it is just it it is just gorgeous and and so thought out you yeah. know it they, they're very high concept absolutely i think um and i certainly have never seen you know an artist digitally be cut in half like a watermelon before yeah, every time we watch that video, I'm looking for the green screen mm -hmm. fabric or how they even, I'm like, how did you do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can't figure it out. And maybe I'm just never supposed to find out. And and on top of that, like, it, the music is very good. Yeah. It doesn't sound shitty. And this is like, I don't really consume rap generally, as as you know, Robert. Yeah. Because you show it all to me because I don't hear toward that. I force you to But the to thing it, yeah. is that I feel like as somebody who doesn't listen to, to rap regularly... Like I'm able to, like I, I, I guess I just know when it's good. I, I that probably is giving me too much credit, but like I'll listen to it and I'm like, that's really amazing because I'm listening to the lyrics, not necessarily mm. the beat all the time. Okay, and her lyrics are really good. I, I think. think in terms of wordplay, she's really, she really has something mm -hmm. there, and it's unique. Um, it's very yeah. different from other people. So yeah. I just, um, she makes me smile. Yeah. So that's, I, I think that's important. Yeah, I know. I'm like I said, I'm really enjoying her, and I'm still working my way through her album right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see what I think. I think she has a. Um, we watched it. I don't. I forget what like outlet did it where she talks about. I think. Oh, genius! In in particular, it's genius. Yeah, yeah. Because on because she has a genius for Juicy, and she has one for Tia Tamara, which is another really good song by her. Yeah, but the idea of being able to see you from the back when they're seeing you from the front first. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I love that. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. Mm. Um, okay. I have a quick one, but we're going to do it. It's time for pettiness. My pettiness is killing me and I. Like I said, it's going to be very quick. Uh, but, uh, Donald Trump Jr. was on The View this week, 
And there was so much booing in the audience that it interfered with the get the the host's microphones. Like to the point where Whoopi had to ask everyone to like quietly react. <laughs> Which I think is just really funny. I have nothing else other than that. But like Whoopi had to ask everyone to just like grimace or make a face or whatever. Like that is wild to me that you had the president's son come on a popular daytime talk show. And there was such a reaction from the audience that like it interfered with technology. Like I I love every part of this. That's power. As brief as it is. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. And that's um <laughs> that's pettiness for this week. Yeah. And um because we didn't mention it last week, yes. we forgot. Uh Check out the last week's uh, episode of the Tony Soda Show. The Tony Soda Show. The Tony Soto Thank Show. Thank you. Check out last week's episode of the Tony Soda Show. We were on it for the first time, I think, since June. Um, and we had such a good time. Yes. Um, the, uh, the episode is called Unfriending Facebook, <laughs> in case you're looking for it. Yes. Um, I'm getting ready to say my favorite word because it might be the penultimate episode by the time you are oh, listening to this. My word. You know, I had to throw it in there. That's just like, I'm just going to call you penultimate. From That's now fine. Penultimate. Well, I, like I, I like that. That's a nice ring to it. I like it. Well, where were you headed? Go ahead. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another episode. We are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. bye.